Alright, welcome everyone to episode 85 of the Slow Spin Society podcast. My name is Paul and joining me as always is Amanda. What's up, Amanda? Yo, yo. Rob is not with us today. He is on low holidays. He's doing a bike packing trip in Wales. Uh, so Rob, if you're listening to this, have fun. This is one of the podcasts you can listen, which is great. And I'm pretty sure you miss us. Yeah, for sure he misses us. <laughs> He's probably like thinking of us right now on the bike. Exactly. It's like, ah, oh, I wish I could be there recording. No, he's not thinking about that. Uh. <laughs> All right. And today we're going to give our personal takes on bike fit and ways to make our cycling experience and your cycling experience more comfy, more enjoyable. But talking about cycling, if you want to hear more about Amanda's last gravel race, 200 mm-hmm. freaking kilometers, eight hours on the All bike. for a fucking jar of pickles. <laughs> then you should listen to the pre-show. I also had a heat stroke, so you might <laughs> want to listen to that. <laughs> That's even more interesting. <laughs> you can access the extended conversation at patreon.com slash podcast. But let's get into the show. Bro, wait, hold up. Wait. There are two types of people in this world. There's people like me who are outside riding for eight hours, 200 kilometers, and don't get a heat stroke. <laughs> and then there's you, who's and chilling there's me in the sand. Fucking you around for 45 minutes on the beach and getting a heat stroke. <laughs> yeah. Well. Right. So, today we're going to talk about, like, things to make your cycling experience more enjoyable. Uh, and mostly hard so far, example, what bar, bar tape, grips, saddle, saddle size, saddle height, even the clothes and accessories, all of that. Uh, it's not into a uh, straight order, but we're gonna start, I guess, with what do you want to start with, Amanda? I guess we can go from like the front of the bike to the back of the bike. That makes way more sense. So I guess we can start with the handlebar. Uh-huh. Take it away, Mr. Fix Gear Jesus. <sighs> <laughs> we all know what you like to ride. Uh yeah. Fucking yeah. bars Fucking that make your ass hands risers. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. I was actually thinking about that today because while cycling today, I was thinking Holy shit, what, what I'm going to say today on that podcast? Because I can't just say, oh, I like to ride cotton bar tape that feels like sanding paper. And that's it. So I wanted to nuance things a little bit. Okay. So of course, as a lot of your listeners may already know, uh, I like cotton bar tape because you have that direct fill with the handlebar. But this is like... If we're making an episode about making your cycling experience more comfy, this is completely on the other side of the spectrum. This is not it. This is more a thing for reactivity, street riding, that I really enjoy, but it is not comfy. Yeah, or just personal taste. Exactly. So on the other side, I've tried ESI grips who are not you know, these like gummy uh, Vans grip or champion grip that you can find pretty much everywhere. These are more some sort of a silicon grip, but it's between like silicon and uh, foam and it's super comfy. And the main thing for me, it's it doesn't get sticky. Oh, wait, because in what's the, summer, the brand? ESI. In the summer, when I was riding with grips and they were getting sticky, it was pissing me off so bad. I hate having sticky hands. And these are actually very nice. Um, I think you have oh, yes. like four variants of these. <clears throat> you have like 30 mil, 32 mil, 34 mil, and 35 mil. Um, and I usually go for like the thinner one, they call it the racer's edge. But 
I'm really liking them. They're really fun. Uh, they're not so expensive. They go from like twenty to thirty dollars, and they last mm. so long. Yeah, I also have a friend of mine had them. Uh, the ESI groups、uh, mountain biking. They're fucking ugly, but they're fucking comfortable. <laughs> Why? No, I think they're pretty good. No, I find they look like hideous. <laughs> Why? Because they're chunky. No, because they look like like styrofoam. Like they look so weird. <laughs> like it looks. I don't、okay. know. It looks really weird. Right. It's、you、like the non the, the least the least badass thing. Like it looks like the least badass thing that exists. Like something. Look, okay, I agree that it looks. It could、soft. be on like a five years old bike. It yeah, definitely could it looks, be. It also looks cheap. I don't know why. But they're like apparently the most the comfiest grips out there. You're gonna make me insecure about my grip choice. I swear <laughs> to God. It's it, no, I care about your bones and your health, so it's all right. Also, they're made in the USA. Ah, what about that? Even better. Okay, <laughs> style points for、right. that. <laughs> I, wait, no, you're missing streamers. Streamers. Yeah. The fucking end of the bar. Oh, you mean bar ends? The bar ends, but streamers. What do you mean? Like those, like things that children have that come out of this. Oh, the little like floppy things in the wind. Yes, yeah, isn't it called streamers? No, it doesn't have streamers. It has regular bar ends. No, but I'm saying you miss. You're missing that on your bike. Ah, yeah, I should probably <gasps> buy. You know what? Next Christmas. Yes. Oh my God, yo! I just googled bar and streamers, and they have fire ones. Ah, yes. Help me. <laughs> Hold up. Let me send it to you. <laughs> This is what you need. Oh no! Oh, it's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> yo, they look sick、oh, as fuck. My... <laughs> oh no! This is the definition of too much. Nah. Lots of five stars review、them. though. Dude, you ride that with that and with your fucking fire socks, man.、Mm. Who is this man? Yo, new fire. Who it is? All right. <laughs> Tell me about your grip bar tape situation. So eighty percent of the time, I ride drops. So the only riser I have is on my Traclo currently. Mm-hmm.、Uh, my Ranger, but for the drops, I love to ride、uh, with Supercast. Mm-hmm. It's basically my go-to and my favorite bar tape. I like them; they're thin and super grippy, and they're called the Supercast Super Sticky Cush.、Um, okay. And do you know what Cush stands for? Uh, maybe they ha- they have like they're a little bit more cushy. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Cush is. Uh, another word for weed, Mar- marijuana, marijuana. Uh huh. The、so、good stuff. The good stuff. So Kush is basically weed, and weed is super sticky,、mm-hmm. especially if you'd like try and break it up in your fingers. So I the, also the name of the bar tape is pretty sick. Super sticky Kush, because it is it、right. is really sticky, and I what I also what I like about it is really grippy. Um. For racing and to like hold on tight to the bars, which is nice. And they、mm-hmm. also look really badass. All right. Yeah, that's yeah. my go-to bar tape. <clears throat> But I hate bar tapes that are super thick and like、okay. cheap quality and kind of fuzzy. And a lot of like new bikes have just like this. They just throw on some cheap bar tape. Yeah. And, It's like this kind of fuzzy black, velvety bar tape. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I hate, I hate touching it. <laughs> it's like get that、it. shit off my bike. <laughs> right.、Um, what about handlebars? Because、uh, you must know a bunch about drop bars. A bunch? I wouldn't say a bunch, <laughs> but yeah, I know a bit. <laughs> I think 
I would say my favorite on the market. Uh, well, absolute favorite. I don't know, but one of my go-to bars, drop bars, would be the Pro Vibe Aero Carbon Handle Bar. Do okay. you know which one I'm talking about? Absolutely not. It's really sexy. Let's see. Exact. Oh my god, this is everything I hate about drops. Why? Ah, uh, okay, so wait, I, w- I will let you finish on why you love it, and then I'll explain why I absolutely hate it. Okay, so first of all, the one that I'm sent to you has internal uh, housing, so mm-hmm. basically, I mean, we're fixed, so we don't need the internal housing, um, but it's cool for, like, road to have internal housing, makes uh, mm-hmm. everything look minimalist, and also, I really like the entire form of it, and... The flat part at the top is super sexy. You see that? So the flat part at the top, that's one thing that I I don't hate it, but visually it bothers me a lot. Um, I like like round all around. But if I write drops, which I nearly don't, to be honest, they have to be compact. They have to be like the least drop possible. Okay. So the drop, for people who don't know, is the distance between basically the top of your drop bars and the very bottom. And so old style NGS drop bars will have massive drop. So when you got into the lower end of your drops, you are so low compared to when you're on the upper part of your drops. Um and yeah, they have to be compact, or I'm just not even going to bother trying them. But, as you might know, I'm more of a riser guy. And there is lots of different type of risers. So you have different settings, but you have rise, of course, and you have swipe up, swipe back. And what my personal preference is minimal rise. So something that is almost flat, mm-hmm. but I kind of like a bit of swipe up because I like my wrist to be not like aligned perfectly with my stem, but a little bit broken in the inside, mm-hmm. if you see what I mean. And as swipe back, um, if there isn't swipe back, I'd rather, I'd rather that. So basically, mm-hmm. no rise, no swipe back. Just a little bit of swipe up. Hmm. Probably my favorite type of fly bar. But I see like some people riding with like 25, 35 rise. And it makes for a more comfy ride for sure. Mm. I see. What, what do you have on your <laughs> track lacrosse? I have a Thompson. Man, the expensive stuff. Yeah. Have, I had, yeah. like, all Thompson parts on my... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On my screen? Ranger? On my Ranger? Scream! Rob is not here. <laughs> Rob is not here, so we have to talk about Scream. <laughs> uh... One of my friends back home, all the time when he'd see my Scream, he'd be like, Scream! <laughs> he just, like... <laughs> he, he, only he can do it. Like, he has a specific way of saying it. And he'd be like, Scream! And just yell it out. Does he have Tourette? No. Because <laughs> that sounds like Tourette. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he just always want like, kind of make fun of my bike, but loves to tease me. Working our way back a little bit, um, mm-hmm. STEM is next, I guess. Yes. What's your STEM situation? So my STEM situation is also uh, goes hand in hand with um, my body type situation i would say and all the two fucking long top tubes and bikes i've ridden so for a long time i've always ridden stems that are too short and i had no choice to it would always be like 30 40 50 uh, millimeters which is pretty fucking short super short yeah um and i currently i am on my road which is the best bike fit I've ever had. It's a 52 frame, so a small frame. And currently I have a 70, which is the longest I've ever gone. 
Because basically I'm built like a T-Rex. I have really short arms and I have very long legs. I can somehow picture that. So, I mean, I'm pretty tall. I'm like 170, 170, five foot nine for mm-hmm. whoever's listening in which country. Um, yes, but I should technically, for someone who's five foot nine, I should ride it 54. But yeah. 52 now and a longer stem yeah on my side i'm more of a 110 120 what? guy yeah haha <laughs> that i'm not making fun of you mm-hmm. it's just it's just the way i like it first because 110 stem is the best looking stem like mm-hmm. case closed <laughs> It's just it just looks the best. That's it. Um and I don't know, it's just I guess because I'm I'm riding kinda and I'm put quotes around that kinda aggressive bikes. It feels mm. good to be a little bit more um above the front wheel, you know? Mm. But I would say, yeah, if if you if your back hurt or if uh, especially like the the lower part of your back hurts, um, you might want to look at your stem lens because it's a huge factor mm-hmm. into your bike fit and your riding position and yep. how it can affect um, your posture on your bike. Also, yep. <clears throat> stem angle is a huge thing. Here's oh, a hot yeah. take that uh, some people are not gonna like, but if you have don't ever go into the positives. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a minus seventeen degree stem, so like the one that goes super low, just because you think it looks cool, and then you have a bar with some rise that basically cancel that stem. It looks ridiculous to me. Mm. It's just, just take a straight stem, so like um, a minus five or minus seven, and a proper handlebar setup, and you'll probably feel better. Mm. Because it's just, it feels and it looks wonky. Yeah, I honestly, for me, I just find zero degrees is nice. Zero degrees? Yeah. Like a nice, complete, uh, stackless um, fork, or mm-hmm. just one spacer or max two, nice cut fork, slammed, and then zero degree, nothing mm. more, nothing less, and it's pretty sexy. I feel like I feel you on the slam fork. It looks sexy as hell. Um, for me, it yeah, it's probably like minus six, minus seven degrees. So it kind of, if you have like an horizontal frame, it almost, most of the time it aligns with Mm -hmm. uh, the frame, you know, it makes like a flat stem on a flat frame. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I feel you on the, on the zero degree is quite comfy. It was that little bit of rise. Or I also find fucking never go into the positives. (laughs) That just looks wonky as fuck. Yeah, it does. To, wait, did I ever see someone who's positive? Oh god, I can hate on someone right now, right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> An Instagram influencer. <laughs> what about if you end up buying a bike that you really like, and then you have to put like a positive stem on it, and just a wanky cockpit setup? To make your bike fit right, it might well, not be worth it. I would just wait for another deal mm-hmm. or something that will be more your size than just trying to desperately make it fit. Yeah, you can. I mean, um, you can also play with your handlebar. So if you have um, a drop bar, so with, yeah, I mean, your drop bar length also has an effect on where you put your hands um Mm -hmm. so that you can also play with that in length and then not need to put a positive 
for the stem. But yeah, I mean, if I, if you're at that point where you need a positive stem, like just don't go there and just ride your bike <laughs> with your arms a bit extended forward and get used to it. But <laughs> in my opinion, yeah. and then just buy another bike. Yeah. If you can find, if you can find it. Um, quick side note: Why do you? What do you think about? Uh, you know these three D printed hoods that are mimicking um, uh, brake lever hoods on road bikes, but they're just like the hood part, and you put them on your fixed gear. What have you ever seen that? Three D printed hoods. Yeah. And hood. So like you have so when you're on a road bike, you have your handlebar, right? And then you put your hands oh, between your handlebar yes, and your yes, 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 yes. hoods. Yeah, so, like little levers type of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, and then you have the fixed gear version where there isn't any lever; it's just the hood that you clamp your drop bars mm-hmm. to have like a more yep, a comfy bit, position. Yeah. I say no to that. In Why? My opinion. I don't like it. I don't find it looks nice. Just like aesthetic or? Aesthetically, I don't find it looks nice. So, yeah, I just wouldn't do that. And I've seen people do it. I just, it's not my type of style. Um, I understand that it's a bit more comfy, but uh, I wouldn't go there. I mean, I've ridden long distance, like, 60k 200k i mean it depends how long distance you're going yeah i don't need uh, to put my hands on something more comfy my my handlebars fine in of my hand positioning so uh what is next then saddle for the saddle first of all i'm going to start by saying a lot and a lot a lot of people uh, ride their saddles too high so their seat posts too high and I see it when I'm looking at people cycling road cycling or fixed gear or whatever where their foot comes down and they're pointing their toes too much which riding fixed you don't necessarily feel it that much since there's always um, momentum with the crank turning but in road uh, it f- fucks up your lower back really bad so yeah everyone out there make sure you're riding with an appropriate height <laughs> of a seat post and saddle what is your quick tip to give people the appropriate height um just make sure yeah your foot your knee is not completely bent uh no i mean completely straight when going down and it has mm-hmm. to be a little bit bent um, when it's the pedals completely to the fuller, I would say, if that makes sense. So what I've heard is your so your leg shouldn't be a hundred percent extended when your pedal is at its lowest point. Exactly, it should not. Yeah. So like. 80 90 percent extended but not 100 mm-hmm. percent because you're gonna fuck up your knees yeah especially if you ride fixed so my saddle high i know my center to center bottom bracket to top of saddle measurement and i just replicate it on all my bikes so saddle high easy is easy for me and i've never had like a professional bike fit before but I had someone that knew his stuff. Um, I had a coach just gave me like quick bike fit, and it feels way better to know what you should do, mm-hmm. rather than just trying to wing it and try different things. I totally understand that a bike fit uh, is expensive and it will take some of your time, etc. But there's probably someone around you, even in your local bike shop, that might give you some advice on what would be your optimal saddle height and 
probably the lens of your stem as well to make mm -hmm. your fit comfy. Um, I would just say that uh, it's always better that you ride your saddle a little, a very, very slightly bit uh, more downwards, so a bit shorter, um, and not be fully extended. Then being it for then it being too high and then ruining your lower yeah. back. And you also get so much more power in out of the in your pedals um, when your saddle is a bit. Uh, lower than when it being too high you lose a lot of power and when it comes to saddles and saddle angle well everyone's butt is different so mm -hmm. you might want to try a bunch of different saddles you know you don't know what saddle you want or what saddle is best for you but so some bike shop have test saddles that you can test for a week come back and test another one the next week and that also there is tools now to know where your basically butt bones are and mm -hmm. find the best saddle for you yeah but saddles can be crazy expensive yeah so i ever anyone wants to go test their butt bone size or length <laughs> uh i think specialized stores have this machine that you sit on and then it calculates yeah. the length. I know for me, I ride a 155 um, and all my saddles are 155, which is like the comfiest for me. And the specialized uh, power expert and power comp are also really comfortable. And Mimic. Mimic is a technology mm. that has like this cushioning and padding for like soft tissue. And okay. it's does wonders okay yeah I've, yeah i've heard a lot of good things about those specialized saddles mm -hmm. they're really comfy especially the short and wide ones yeah 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 but you don't want it to be too wide because if it's too yeah. wide then it's gonna rub within like your inner thigh inner thighs yeah yeah and then that's not comfy yeah on my part, um, my default saddle is um, is an Aspid, Aspid, Aspide, probably. I don't know how you say it. Uh, it will be in, into the show notes. But there is this, and there is also the um, classic flight saddle. That is just a good default beginner saddle years ago. Um, I was completely in love with the Physic Arione. That was a good saddle, but um, I kind of liked the other ones more after that. Also, mm. when I was a beginner and I was like, all right, so the Physic Arione is my saddle. And I think Physic has a system when you have like R7, R5, R3, uh, R00. And the lower you go, the less padding you get. Um, and I think I've tried... When I was a beginner, I tried like R7. It was totally fine. And then a few months later, I've tried R3. And it's just... It broke my butt into shambles. <laughs> so... Um, if, my, if you're a beginner, if you're just starting uh, cycling and fixed gear as a hobby... You might want to start with a saddle with a little bit more cushion. Mm -hmm. And then if you like the aesthetic of a thin saddle, then you can probably work your way through uh, a thinner saddle. But nothing is guaranteed. It, it probably, there is like a probability out there that your butt will not like thin saddles and almost no padding. Mm. Just, just be nice with your butt yeah be nice to it and also being nice to your butt doesn't necessarily mean that you need to buy the most expensive saddles on the market uh for example there are these 3d printed saddles that cost a fortunes like 300 to 400 euros and yeah. actually um i tried one last weekend in berlin so i mm -hmm. went gravel riding with a friend and i decided just to swap my saddle and try his 3d printed saddle because he had an extra one and that was honestly one of the worst saddles i've ever ridden in my like life and my lower back was 
killing me. Really? Yeah. So basically, I mean, I don't think it was the 3D printed uh, model was the problem. It was the model of the saddle itself. It was a male model, like male model. I mean, it was a model that was super long, way too long for me. Mm -hmm. And just I tried putting it uh straight the saddle and then i tried inclining it forward just to try and get different i i like changed my saddle position during the ride like three times and it's nothing would help so basically like my back was t not tilted forward and mm -hmm. my my pelvis or like my hips were not tilted were not turned they were like rounded like back i would say which then mm -hmm. put so a lot of stress on my lower back um yeah so just because it's a 3d printed saddle doesn't mean that it's meant for you so yeah always yeah keep that in mind all right yeah i think we can go on to a lower bit which would be crank and crank length especially um because i see a lot of people riding cranks that are way too long for them the kind of default track bike thing is to ride 165. Mm -hmm. So I shouldn't ride 165 because I have quite long legs. Mm -hmm. And I should be able to ride way more than that. But I just, I enjoy riding 165. And of course, when you have shorter crank length, um, you are less prone to pedal strikes when you corner. But there's a really, really good podcast by... Um, the CEO of Apple Man, the crank company, and past less pedaled. And they're basically explaining you for an hour that you're probably if you if you think like 175 or 172.5 or even the 170 is for you, it's probably too long. Hmm. What is your crank lens on your road bike though? On my road bike? That's a good question. <laughs> um i think it's 170 mm -hmm. yeah yeah also as a personal experience i had a, a moment in my life where i was switching bikes a lot and i wasn't really regarding when it comes to crank length so i think i had like two bikes was 165 and i had another bike was 172 or something like that and one day I started having the worst knee pain possible. Mm. And basically it's, so, it's something well known uh, for cyclists. It's uh, a part of your knee that swells up and so it makes your entirety painful. I don't know how it's called, at least in English. But you kind of want to stay... Uh, when you find your right crank lens, if you have different bikes, you really want to stay within the closest possible range you can. Um, understand that if you have like um, a track bike and a gravel bike, you might want longer crank lens for your gravel bike because you're going uphill and stuff like that. And all the good reason you want uh, a longer crank length, but still... I would recommend staying into like a close ranch within five millimeters, I would say. Yeah. Take care of your knees. Take care of your knees, my friends. Even um, I used to ride 167.5 crank yeah. length. And honestly, I felt like it, it passed really well in corners. And I think it's actually what I have currently on my Ranger. Mm -hmm. yeah so like in crits it was when i used to ride that that thing <laughs> in crits uh it would corner pretty well even though it was a 167.5 so yeah i think definitely riding something shorter than 170 is is better and way more recommended yeah and of course if you six foot two then yeah i guess you can you can, you can ride like longer crank but Still, you know, it's it's interesting to look a little bit into it and see what you might prefer. Uh, and again, if you have a different bike, stay into a similar range. Yeah. Uh, Rob right now would be not 
agreeing with us. <laughs> he believes that a 170 is fine and there's no difference. Yeah. Do you remember when he was telling us that? Yeah, yeah. There's people here that don't believe that bike geometry is real. It's, oh, any bike will fit if you put a proper stem and a proper saddle height. I'm like, ah, uh, yes, but no. Oh, for crank, also just quick, one forty four, B C D. Yeah, I was gonna, I was about to say C B D. <laughs> nope, it's like BCD. the weed. <laughs> Well, oh, I'm such a criminal. I smoke CBD. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, 144. It I mean, it doesn't really have a connection with uh, your comfort. It's more a proper track crank set. And if you want to switch chain ring, it's going to be easier if it's already 144 BCD. Mm -hmm. All right. On to the pedals. You and I, again, are completely on the opposite sides of the spectrum, so I'll let you go first. Yeah, so most of you listening already probably know uh, I ride clipped, and Paul never rides clipped. <laughs> so <laughs> I sometimes have SPDs on my track bikes. Currently on my Ranger, my track low, I have SPDs. And on my grace bike, um, I have wahoos. Wahoos. Yeah. Wahoos. So they're Speed like... plays. Oh, okay. So when you clip and you go wahoo. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so badly this is not true. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> do you, but do you know the company Wahoo? Yeah, I know the company. Okay. Wahoo. It's, I so think it, they are they are like power meter spells, right? No, Wahoo. Yeah, I mean, yes, Wahoo has trainers, indoor trainers, and they also have GPSs, like uh, mm -hmm. like Garmin watches and shit. Yeah. Um, but I just right now by saying that I just understood what Wahoo, the brand name, means. What does he like? Mean? It it means Wahoo. <laughs> Like, yeah, well, yes. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that on a bike. So SPDs or Wahoos. speed plates. Wahoos. But in every case, like always double-sided. Um, so I used to have SPD SLs, so just look cleats. Uh so in races, like you have to make sure right away you clip in mm -hmm. well. If not, you're fucked. Um, but now, yeah, they're double-sided. Okay. Yeah. You you went the easy road, huh? Okay. okay Maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Why not? It's my wallet in the end. <laughs> 150 euros for fucking pedals. Oh my god. And these... Aren't even the titanium version. No, not even. Oh shit! I have the. Okay. I took the cheapest ones. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, for me, for pedals, uh, everybody knows here that I ride. You, most he of the rides time. barefoot. <laughs> MKS, <laughs> MKS, uh, Sylvian pedals with uh, toe cages and and uh, leather straps. Um, and if you decide to ride plastic BMX pedals, it's totally fine. It's just a preference, to be honest. Uh, I rode, a, I tested on someone's bike, um, you know, like old school flat plastic pedals with like big ass straps on them, and they're comfy. I understand why people like them, it's just not my thing. And when it comes to SPDs, because I sometimes ride SPDs. I ride uh, just normal double-sided Shimano SPDs. What is important to say uh, in this fixier podcast about SPDs is if you decide to go clipless, so SPD, speed plate, heel, whatever, um, you might want to 
not go full hard mode uh, because you can choose the amount of they call it float this is how your uh, foot is able to move from side to side before unclipping mm-hmm. and I know some people they have like these zero float zero zero tolerance uh, cleats and that will also destroy your knees just um, get a little bit of float uh i think it's like zero five seven and ten degrees i don't remember and on uh for example the spds that i ride the double-sided mountain bike ones um the amount of float will just be defined by how hard you tied them you tied yeah them. i have that and i put them all the way to the fucking max but on mountain bikes you still have a little bit of float right Mm. On mine are pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I don't go to the fullest, but I go pretty hard as well. I still have like some movement possible. Um because I know it will fuck my knees otherwise. Mm. Uh but you still want to have them tight enough that you don't, don't unclip by accident exactly. uh when you try to skid or anything. And please Please, 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 for the love of God, just avoid egg beaters. Crank Brothers egg beaters with fixed gear riding. They're just bad together. They don't work together. They, they have really poor retention when it comes to skids. They are really good pedals for road and gravel. What the fuck are egg beaters? Just look it up. Crank Brothers egg beaters. But for fixed gear cycling, they have like that reputation of unclipping all the time, and you oh. don't want to unclip in the middle of a skid. You've seen these before, right? They look really cool. They do look and, cool. Yeah, and minimalist. Yeah, I've seen these many times. All right. What did what did we miss? I think that's it. <laughs> shoes, maybe. Yeah. What shoes do you have? I just bought recently uh, the new uh, Specialized S-Work 7 Road Shoes. Oh my, so fancy already. (laughs) They're super stiff. um, And apparently inside the shoe, the geometry and the the way it's constructed helps you save every single watt possible. Um... (laughs) all about watts i never uh-huh. used to be like this it's the worst i used to just fucking shred on my fucking fixed gear and but now you work specialized huh <laughs> little now pinky I'm... in the air well, no now i race bikes and it's more competitive so i have to take it a bit more seriously <laughs> mm-hmm. um but yeah back in the day i didn't know about any of this shit and i just used to ride straps and not give a fuck about I don't know what watts were and didn't even, yeah, care about being aero and shit, but times have changed. I have mm. grown up. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, um, I'm an adult now. No, you're not. <laughs> I care about watts. Oh my God, that's the worst <laughs> part. Uh, I was just going to say that apparently the shoes that I have, so like the specialized, really good shoes, um, are created in a way where your knees are straight and aligned while cycling. So it also prevents any type of uh, knee injuries uh, and future injuries for your back and, and stuff. So it just keeps your body really nicely aligned when on the bike. Expensive equals... Uh, good quality and uh, per injury prevention for anyone who cares <laughs> listening. What about your like? Um, I know you ride like another pair of shoes that are not your race shoes. That are just like SPDs, and they kind of look like normal shoes. Yes, so those are really fucking sick. Um, I ride. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so. Your girl here rides uh, downhill mountain biking shoes in the city. <laughs> okay. I have a pair of Physique Gravita. Gravita. Okay. And they have like a Vibram 
soul and they kind of like have a style of like vans a bit but like more mm -hmm. chunky and uh all black with laces they look okay. really fucking dope and they're basically um really good downhill mountain biking shoes with spds uh and i use those to commute and to walk around and chill in the city and stuff they're right. my go-to i really like them i've never seen anyone with them so no matter of fact no i've never as well nope well for shoes on, on my side i'm i have no help i ride vans sleep-ons so and <laughs> when i ride spds i ride like the new chrome kirks i, I think they're called um i made a small review of them uh, a few years back and they're good the old kirks were not as good as the new one um, since they made their partnership with Panaracer to bring like a decent undersole for the shoe. Um, so yeah, no, I'm I'm liking it. I don't wear it. I probably wear them like pff, once a month when I ride SPD, but that's pretty much it. All right, to end this episode, I kind of want to ask like quick fire questions what are your go-to quality quality of life items that you take on normal rides or longer rides something that you know is gonna make things better okay water bottle number one uh-huh uh food <laughs> so oh no my <laughs> headphones my headphones i always bring my headphones everywhere i go with me my little jaybird airpods mm -hmm. some gummy bears if i have uh and if i'm going riding with friends uh or tricking i will bring a speaker tricking Ooh. oh la la. Ooh, la la i don't trick <laughs> i shit <laughs> i pretend i trick um <laughs> And I'm really good at pretending. I try to go and trick, but there's okay. so far no improvement. And I like to bring like a little hoodie or a vest with me that I can throw in my little chrome bag. So I've got a chrome, a small little messenger bag. Uh, the, the cadet thing, right? Yeah. And always have my keys with me all the time. My keys, my go-to, my keys and my carabiner. And often a hat, a cap, okay, a cap or a beanie. How about you? Uh, I don't bring much on a ride. I've been to plenty of ride uh, rides without a water bowl, and I usually regret it. Mm. But I guess I don't always wear earphones, um especially when i'm riding to somewhere i don't know or somewhere that or some places that are quite busy i just don't feel comfy uh, not being able to hear like a, an incoming car or an incoming that's crazy okay something you know wow uh i don't know i feel that there would be a lot of people into my situation uh yeah i like to have a small vest as well or at least a hoodie uh, if it gets colder, or if I just stop, yeah, my keys as well. I mean, that's such an obvious thing that it's not even like quality of life. It's just your fucking keys. But yeah, I would say that's pretty much. Oh, sunglasses. Mm. Oh Always. yeah. Always, all the time, sunglasses. But for so you, important. it's it's not cycling sunglasses. I mean, they can be for for work. I use cycling sunglasses, but when I'm not working, I don't. I use like normal regular sunglasses i need to get you a pair of ray-bans no that would that would look so good on you dude then those girls will be swiping right thank you no what the fuck thank you <laughs> holy um, shit you know what we're gonna end this episode on that no, terrible note um, okay hold on i forgot one thing i always bring with me i also i try and always bring a book it's always the same book and I'm trying to finish it and now it's like disintegrating and it's like <laughs> so <laughs> it's so uh, beat up because I always bring it everywhere and I read like I don't read it in fast enough 
So yeah, now it's just a beat up book that I'm constantly trying to read. I don't read my book fast enough because I'm already too fast on the bike. Exactly, you know. All right, all right. <laughs> well, people, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Slow Spin Society podcast. Everything we discussed today will be in the show notes on the blog <laughs> with the link of Amanda's book. So you can buy her a new one because this one is definitely not going to end the year. SlowSpeedSociety.com is where you're going to find all of that along with the various articles and write-ups I post every two weeks. SlowSpeedSociety is proud to be a listener-supported podcast. If you get value out of the show, why not consider putting some value back in? You can visit patreon.com slash podcast to join the community where pledging at any level will grant you access to the extended cut of the show. Special thanks goes to Niels, our editor, and our 45 Patreon supporters making this show possible and ad-free. Would love you guys. You can also find us on our Discord server. The invite link is also in the show notes. Shout out to all the new members of the Discord server recently. Uh, it's been a lot of fun in there, so uh, why not join and have fun with us? You can also find us on our Instagram accounts, at SlowSpinSiety. Rob, who isn't here today, is at currency.co. Amanda is at Amanda Seberger, and I go by at underscore poll underscore you. Sharing the podcast with your friend is by far the easiest way to support the show by giving us a good review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any platform of your choice. The music for the show is Lovely Swindler by Maria, and the illustration is by me. Let's go on short and sweet after show for our wonderful patreons in the meantime we'll see you guys in two weeks have a good one bye bye ciao ciao